So this morning we'll look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, a very familiar verse, and we'll reflect upon that which we cannot see and what it means for us, that we, uh, like Abraham, are called to, to follow God even when we cannot see the way that we are going or the way, the direction that God is leading us. Samuel Proctor was a great African-American preacher, college president, North Carolina a my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina, civil rights leader towards the end of his career. Uh, before his death, he was a visiting professor at Duke Divinity School, and I got to hear him preach, and he told a story that I have never forgotten. He told of how, when he was a boy, how much he looked forward to going to his grandmother's home. And how on the day of the trip he would be so excited, filled with anticipation, they would arrive after the trip, after the drive at his grandmother's home. And even though he loved playing in the, in the farm and in the surrounding countryside, even though he loved everything about the place, there was one place that he went to immediately as they arrived. He went straight to the kitchen. Straight to the kitchen because every time it seemed they would go to grandmother's house, there would be a hot meal just waiting for them the moment they arrived. Now, of course, his grandmother knew this habit and this pattern that her grandson had, and while he was running through the house, right before he got to the threshold of the kitchen, before he could see inside, she would firmly place her arm in front of the door. She would say, Samuel, stop! And he would stop. And then... She would say, Samuel, breathe it in. All of the aromas of the meats that had been cooking and the garden vegetables that were prepared and the cakes and the breads that were baking, Samuel couldn't see them with his eyes, but he uh, he could experience the aroma coming from that kitchen. And his grandmother said, Samuel, that's the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We can't see God. We can't see with our eyes all that God is up to in our lives and in our world. But we have hope. And that hope is based on faith. Faith that what we read in the scriptures is true. Faith that what we experience of God's presence is true. Hope of what God will one day do. Hope that one day all will be as God desires it to be. Hope in scripture is not a wishful kind of thinking that maybe, just maybe, everything is going to work out okay. Biblical hope is vigorous. It is robust. It is the assurance. It is the conviction that God's promises will come true. Conviction of things not seen. The NIV says certain of what we do not see. What are the things unseen that Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 speaks of? We look later in the chapter and we see the story of Abram, Abraham. And it says in verse uh, 10, it says, Abraham looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And then verse 16, they desire, Abraham and others, a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. 
the image of this passage is a better country and a city designed and built by God. Jesus called it the kingdom of God. And so the things unseen in verse 1 refer to the things of God's kingdom, where all is as God desires it to be, where God's will is fully done, where one day creation will be fully redeemed, where all in Christ will worship God together and serve on a redeemed creation. And the things unseen, the things that we cannot see in verse 1, refer to the things of the kingdom. And so verse 1 calls us to live by hope and faith that these things are true, that they are real, and to allow the hope of what we cannot see to inform and to guide every aspect of our living. Which brings us back to grandmother's kitchen. I believe that even though we cannot see the kingdom of God, that God is consistently giving us aromas, a a, a whiff of the kingdom, if you will. Ways in which we cannot see the kingdom, all that God desires things to be, but, but something that we experience by faith with our senses that we know that it is real. And there are those moments in our daily lives where God blesses us with the aroma of the kingdom. We cannot see it, but it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. Several years ago, I was visiting an elderly woman in a nursing home. I did not know her. Uh, I had just recently become her pastor, and, and so we were visiting. I, I found her in the... She was not in her room. I found her in the hallway in her wheelchair and I introduced myself she couldn't hear well and she was confused and she didn't know who I was Uh, there was no matter how hard I tried I couldn't communicate to her that I was her pastor and so I handed her finally my business card and you know brand new business card and 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 hoped that somehow she might connect with that and she grabbed that card and she had the best time with that card she flipped it around she tossed it from side to side she just smiled and she laughed And I laughed with her and prayed for her. And we had a wonderful time of communion together. And then when it came time for me to leave, I told her goodbye. And she looked at me with the sharpest look in her eye. And she's sitting in a wheelchair. I, I was kneeling next to her. She reached out with her hand and she patted my cheek. And with a strong, clear, firm voice, she said, Thank you. Thank you. And even though she could not relate to me, even though her thinking was not what it once was, she was still held in God's hands, still living by the faith and the hope of that which she could not see. And in that moment, I was given a glimpse. I sense the aroma of God's kingdom and the presence of Jesus as I and we together experienced our shared faith and hope in things that we could not see. When this week has God blessed you with an awareness of the aroma of things not seen, things that are to come, the kingdom of God? Did you notice it? Were you able to name it and thank God for it? How will God 
bring some kind of beautiful aroma of the kingdom to you this week? Will you be ready? Will you be looking for it? Well, God is blessing us with this aroma of things not seen of the kingdom of God, but that's, it's not just about us. God calls us to be the sweet fragrance, the sweet aroma of Jesus and of the kingdom of God to all of those around us. It could be that you and I this week are the very people that God wants to use to point someone to something they cannot see unless they find it through us. Uh, who always been to Nicaragua on one of Fifth Avenue's mission trips? Every time, every time we go to Nicaragua, there is this wonderful fragrance that comes with us as we experience the kingdom of God. Even more significantly, significantly when we are there, we experience an even stronger, more beautiful aroma through the people we serve with, and through this conviction of things that we cannot see, but that we experience through God's Spirit, we bring that aroma back with us to Huntington. Every time we, every time Helpington happens, there is the sweet aroma of God's kingdom that flows through Huntington. Every time we go to a place where the not very good aroma of the flood happens and bring relief. We are acting out of this conviction of things not seen. And every time churches partner together to do God's kingdom work, there is a wonderful, beautiful, powerful fragrance, the aroma of God's kingdom. Uh, a few days after I announced my resignation at Winter Park, uh, they started, our congregation there started taking up an offering uh, secretly, an offering to give to Fifth Avenue Baptist Church. How often does that happen? The preacher you get from someone else, their church sends their offering to you. That's pretty good. And it was an offering for flood relief from our church to our church to help us do the work that God calls us to do. To bring that sweet aroma of the kingdom in places where it is so desperately needed. And to remind us that even though what we see is devastation made by a flood, what we cannot see is a better country where God's will is done and God's kingdom has come and all is as God wants it to be. Who will need you this week to be the sweet aroma of Jesus? Well, it's so important for churches to work together, so important for individuals and churches to do our thing in ministry as we live out the gospel of Jesus Christ in this image, the sweet aroma of Jesus through our actions. And one of the reasons, perhaps the biggest reason why it's so important is because there's so many stinky smells out there. And the sin and brokenness of the world sometimes overpowers the sweet aroma of the kingdom. The good news of the gospel is that through the Holy Spirit, we are able, as we love and serve together, to be the presence of Christ. And the presence of Christ brings the kingdom of God into those places where it's most needed. But still, those 
bad smells are there. Ten days ago or so, I walked into our kitchen in Wilmington and discovered one of the worst smells you can imagine. I won't try to describe it to you. Let's just say you don't want to smell the smell in the place where you prepare and eat your family meals. Eventually, we discovered that there had been a massive leak in the pipe just in the wall behind our kitchen sink that had done massive damage to the subfloor. I mean, I could smell it, but those guys underneath in the crawl space, boy, they really, I just, just really felt for them. Alicia and I had always wanted to redo our kitchen. And so whoever buys our house is going to have new tile floor, new cabinets, new countertops, a new kitchen sink, and a new vanity in the half bath that's offside the, uh, that's next to the kitchen. Thankfully, insurance paid for it, or is paying for most of it, minus our deduction. And tomorrow, um, the workers will start rebuilding that kitchen. For the last 10 days, we've been without a kitchen, as it was torn up and got the dryers in there to kind of dry it. Uh, so, I, I, there's a rumor that y'all have a meal train for us. We are desperately... Desperately, I mean, there's only so much Chick-fil-A that you can eat. I mean, I'm tired of it. So thank you. Thank you. Keep them coming. But here's the best part about this experience for us. So when we find out that this has happened, I remember, I'm one of the directors for our youth basketball league in Wilmington. And I remember one of the coaches in our league. And I thought it was random at the time. I don't think it was random now. Back in November, we were having our coaches meeting. And I just happened to have a conversation with the coach that I really like, but I didn't know very well. And we were talking about what he does for a living. And it just so happens that he does the kind of restoration work that we just now need. And so when we discover that we have this massive project that we have to do on our way out of town, I thought of this guy, David. And so I give him a call. And less than 24 hours after we discover what's going on, he's torn up, the, his crew has torn up the kitchen, and, and they're, just, they're, they're, they're ready to go. And have you ever teared up working with your contractor? <laughs> I just want to cry every time I talk to him because he's been so kind, so thorough, so helpful. Our house is two weeks away from being on the market. He's going to take, it, it's, it, he's going to take care of everything. We have no worries. And, and out of this stinky, stinky smell, there has come this beautiful, sweet fragrance and aroma through a brother in Christ who has served us and loved us And has helped us in so many, many ways. And the question for all of us is, when you've been overwhelmed with that smell that you don't like, who is it that has come into your life and been the fragrance of Jesus for you? And has done so in such a way that it has deepened your conviction of things not seen, that God really is at work in the world. And that God's kingdom is true, it is real, 
It is more real than, than what we see all around us. Who in your life has helped you to see that? And who is it that in some way, shape, or form has been overwhelmed with the worst smell they have ever experienced? And you've come alongside them. And God has blessed you with the privilege of being the aroma of Jesus to them. And through what you've done, the Holy Spirit working through you, their conviction of things not seen has been deepened. When we sing and worship, may the sweet aroma of God's kingdom, of the presence of Christ, fill this room. When we sing our hymn in just a moment, don't just listen with your ears, but get your nostrils in on it, your spiritual nostrils. And smell the sweet spirit of Jesus. But as we sing, be prepared, have your senses heightened, so that when we go out this week, we'll recognize it when the aroma of the kingdom is floating our way. And as we sing and worship, may we allow the Holy Spirit to prepare us to be that sweet aroma of the kingdom for the people this week who will need it most from us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.